When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of Box Trek. I am your host, Matt Brady, joined today by my partner in crime, Ezra Kirk, aka Wamprat underscore two M. As we both just finished The Witcher season two, and I think we can both agree that not that season one was by any means bad, because season one is right. good, mm-hmm. but season two is so much better. <laughs> Yeah, that it like I I what I think I said on Twitter I say it makes season one look like trash. Not that season one is bad, but it's no. just season two is so much of a step ahead. Yeah, I agree with that. I hundred percent agree with that, man. I was I was hooked. I, I'll tell you right now, it was. Um, I started on Friday, finished it Saturday night. Uh, really could have finished it in one night, but was sort of like I want something to do tomorrow, <laughs> you know, because it was that good i had to tell myself put it down i was around episode five and i just said okay let's just save a batch for tomorrow but man the lighting it was first of all beautiful i understood this a little bit more i have tons of questions for you today just because Mm -hmm. i'm a little unfamiliar with with it all but i freaking loved it loved it man yeah you can tell and i don't know i don't know if there's anything that sort of i'm gonna look this up uh the witcher season two budget because it the whole thing felt bigger okay so it it says that it is so the season i don't know what the season one budget was but everything's saying that the season two budget is roughly the same as what we've been getting in the disney shows wheel of time all that stuff which now seems to be like 10 million dollars per episode is seeming to be this sort of industry standard excuse me that we're getting for like the Mandalorian and WandaVision and Wheel of Time and all this stuff. So it seems like uh, season two of The Witcher is roughly the same. Because you can just tell. I mean, immediately. Yeah, as you said, the lighting. Yeah. Everything just feels bigger. Yeah, better budget. And I also. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think that to me, the big, the the best thing about season two is that it felt like one coherent storyline as opposed to season one, which jumps all around. And we'll get into that for a bit because it's just where they're pulling from, from the books, because the books tend to do that as well. The Mm -hmm. books are kind of the first two books. You feel like you're all over the place. You're like, what's even going on. Um, And actually I covered this because I did, I did a review of the first book, which is um, the last wish, which is, it's like the last wish and the, and sort of destiny are the first two books. And their short stories because when he started writing this he was writing it and it was getting published in this like magazine right mm-hmm. um you know those old like science fiction you know 
fantasy sort of collection yeah. things, you know, as and I cover, as and I do many podcasts together, one of the ones we cover is Game of Thrones, kind of like how the, in the original run of Game of Thrones, the Daenerys chapters were like published by themselves in these like fantasy sort of, um, not or magazines and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like that. And then it ended up getting, he ended up writing books and then ultimately, um, the Witcher was bought by a video game company called CD Project Red, and then they went on to make the games and everything. They make other games. Um, their most recent one is Cyberpunk 2077, which okay. didn't necessarily eh, kind of get flagged for not being like the best game in the world after like years of buildup. But nonetheless, they make the Witcher games as well, and the Witcher Three is you know considered like one of the greatest games of all of all time. Yeah. So. It pulls from these two uh, books and then the third season or excuse me, the second season pulls from the first sort of novel. So if you go and you type in The Witcher book one, it'll Mm -hmm. tell you Blood of Elves, which is sort of the first novel. Yeah. So I went into it and I'm just trying to get into The Witcher. Right. Because I was like, I want to play the games. I know everyone's telling me all about like the third game's greatest game ever. The show's coming out, and I had I didn't watch Witcher last year or whenever season one came out. I didn't watch it because I was waiting because uh, I wanted to like play the games and get into it and do the whole thing. So then when season two was announced, I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna read the book. So I just without any sort of knowledge go to Amazon. I type in Witcher book one, and the Blood of Elves comes up, and I'm like reading it. And I'm like a quarter of the way through this book. And I'm like, I feel like I'm missing a lot of context. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And so then you go back and you're like, okay, well, Blood of Elves is technically like the first book. But The Last Wish and sort of Destiny, which were these short stories, were sort of published later as like a bigger sort of collection. Yeah. Yeah. And once you start reading those then it's like okay it all makes it all makes much more sense which is also how i feel the seasons have gone because season two you get in you know the characters and it's a much more straightforward line as opposed to jumping all around and it all feels so much more coherent and so much better yeah that's that my biggest thing too was i was a little bit as i went on i started to understand the world and some of the politics and the factions which hopefully we'll talk a little bit about because I was confused in season one. I was confused and I was like, who the hell is right. this person and this person? And then we're jumping all over. And then at the end, it, it threads the needle and you're like, okay, I kind of get it. Um, but then in this, in this season, I really understood the, the connection between Gerald uh, and Yen. And I, I got their right. relationship and then what Siri is to them and to the world. And I got the spheres colliding demons, monsters. I was like, wow. Okay. It made a lot more sense in season two. And I think that maybe that was some of the feedback they got for season one. And also you're saying some of the story is like that. Some of the where you're going to pull from the source material is, you know, short stories. And you got to kind of build it um, in your mind to play all of it or do all of it, read all of it, you know. So, yeah, exactly. And the blending. So they blend it all together, too, which is sort of um, interesting. So like the first episode of season two is a grain of truth, which is actually my favorite story of that one is actually in The Last Wish, I believe. Um, yeah, A Grain of Truth is in The Last Wish. Um, 
but season season one also pulled from the second book and, and you know stuff like that so the last uh all of them all of the first sort of set of original stories are that you'll find in the first two books are sort of like these weird you know sort of takes on classic sort of fables you know fairy tales stuff like that so in episode one a grain of truth Geralt and Siri, um you know they i forget the guy's name um, i'm blanking on it right off the top of my head but it's uh, it's played actually by tormund giants bane from game of thrones oh that guy uh uh Nibelin or whatever i got this yeah here. exactly the guy the beast exactly. guy okay yeah and, yeah and he's in he's in a house and he can sort of like summon food and stuff like that. so it's it's uh that was cool Right. It's a play on Beauty and the Beast is ultimately what it is. And you see that in season one. Some of the stories of as well are are these sort of these sort of takes on, you know, mythology, uh, sort of like fairy tales. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And and stuff like that. And so. uh, I think season one doing what it did with sort of introducing it, um, I definitely agree with you. The the jumping around is like what's like going on here um and the first book is like that so you have the first book which is the last wish um it's sort of this tale it starts off with this chapter and it's called like a voice of reason and Geralt's like fighting this monster he gets injured and then like as he's sort of laying there injured he's like reflecting back on all these different stories and so it keeps like bouncing back and forth of him reflecting on all of these sort of stories Mm -hmm. that he's going into. And then we see that in the season. And so like the one that sort of makes him who he is and sort of the most uh, where he sort of gains some fame is where he fights the Striga, which Mm -hmm. is it's like episode four, I think in season one, it's where he fights the monster in the crypt and he takes the guy. um, He takes him up. And sort of uses him as bait, and then he like sleeps inside the casket, so that way the girl can get oh, the yeah. curse lifted or whatever. And then she like takes yeah. it, then she bites him and stuff like that. And then you realize it's actually like the king's daughter, and you know all the all of this stuff. So that's kind of like Geralt's uh, origin. Like that's that's actually the first Witcher story in the whole deal. Is that's his? That's like the original story. Okay. Um, and so it's pulling it's pulling from all of those. And then the most important one, which we'll dive into season two, and that sets really kind of his whole story up is one is the story, The Last Wish, which you do see in season one. And that's where they're going. They're fighting against the djinn, the mm-hmm. genie. Yeah, essentially. And he uses The Last Wish to basically be with Yennefer as he yeah. wants. He wants to, he wants to be with Yennefer. So that is like his sort of dynamic going forward with her is that whether she likes it or not, they're bound together, right? Essentially by, by destiny because of this wish. Yeah. Right. (laughs) That Garrett, right. That Garrett has. And then the other one is the child surprise, which is Siri, um, who, who isn't really in the first book. Uh, She does. She's in the second one. And then the third one is where it really starts to build up. And she she's the game changer of the whole thing, because that's to me what makes season two so much better is her. It's like really a focus is on her. So let me ask you a question. So like in season one, is that why they kept her story a bit more separated from like Yen and 
yeah. uh, Gerald doing their thing. Cause he does get to that point where he, like he and the bards split up and, and Yennefer was trying to yes, get a child, yeah. right? Wasn't she trying to get a child? Yeah. That's her big thing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because when she, so she cures like her humpback, right? Yeah. Um, and in the process, she loses the ability to have okay. children. Children. Okay. And so it, what it ends up creating is this huge dynamic where Geralt, right, wants Yennefer. Mm-hmm. Yennefer knows she's bound to Geralt, but doesn't necessarily want to be with him. Mm. Um, she wants to have a child, but she can't. And, and he, then he has a child surprise who for a long time he doesn't want wow. to have anything to do with <laughs> because he's a witcher and he feels like, sure. you know, it would be dangerous for her and all of this stuff. And so that's kind of like in a way it's kind of a triangle, but it's not right. really, you know, like, but it's so it's and that's it. really what makes the whole thing so interesting is that dynamic between them. But in the show, she does have some attraction for Geralt, right? And she is somewhat. Right. She does. They are. Yeah. They're always on, on again, off again. Yeah, yeah. Over the, uh, uh, yeah, over the, over the years, I get it. Okay, right, <laughs> uh, right. And then, and then you have the other character, um, Triss Marigold. Yeah. Who? Now how? How does she? She's friends with with uh, Geralt, right? Well, she's kind of more than friends with Geralt. She really? she wants she wants to be with Geralt. Also, oh, she loves it, but like she loves Jesus. Geralt. Come on. <laughs> so, so then in uh, in the games, especially like The Witcher Three, uh, you can choose who to go with. Like okay. at, at at sort of the end, you can choose to go with Yennefer. Choose to go with. Um, there's a lot. You get all these different choices, and you know impacts the the ending of the game. Right. And there's always there's definitely like there definitely was and even still is like on the on the Witcher subreddit and stuff like that. But everyone always feels like and if you just look at Geralt's monologues um, and dialogue and stuff like that, he uh, Yennefer is ultimately who he would choose. But a lot of people choose Triss because they because they like her, you know, because she likes him back kind of, you know, like that's the right because what he says to Triss in this episode is like he can't give he can't give her what she wants. And it's because I, I'm guessing because he has truer, like more pure feelings for for Yen for Yennefer. Yeah. yeah, and and I get I kind of get that. Um, okay, let me ask another question just while we're kind of bouncing around here. Yeah. I put up on the wiki some stuff because I didn't understand this world until I started seeing them colliding spheres together. And right. you know when she breaks the monolith and it falls like that, and the convert was it called the convergence or whatever? Right. Uh, I didn't understand any of this. It, Really, so um, I'm just gonna read this. This is from the Witcher Wiki, which is the, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's you know it says it. Yeah, no, that's pretty. It's, from it's, everything. it's definitely it's definitely pretty. And again, real quick, just before we dive into this, yeah, I haven't really played the games. I I I'm in like the Witcher subreddit, and I'm like yeah. I actually just downloaded the second one today. I tried playing the first one, but it's like so ancient and uses like w- like the combat. Oh, like really? really weird. I got like ten minutes in, and I was like, ah, uh, because I'm yeah, using like yeah. keyboard mouse, and I was like, I'm just going to the second one because the second one came out on. Three Xbox 360. Okay. And then the third yeah. one came out on like PlayStation 4 era. Okay. So, okay. you know, yeah. So, gotcha. Yeah. Just okay. Uh, and yeah. And I, I'm a total newbie to this. I, I literally, what the show, this Matt and I, we, we do a bunch of other projects and stuff. So, my thing is often when uh, a book series or whatever is, is adapted to TV or a show, I'm always right. like, hopefully, no, new people will come in and go read that source material. I am now that new person who is like, I want to actually go look all this stuff up. So la- last night, I'm like, as I'm watching, I'm like, what the heck is up with these worlds? And 
so it says that it takes place on some unnamed planet um which is referred to by the people as the world uh the earth or the globe and 90 percent of the land is on the northern hemisphere so when i read that i was like oh that makes sense as to why the north is such a big deal and the south wanting to like they don't have much but yet they're the north has a lot to lose kind right. of and they've got these alliances and i was like what okay it made more sense when they seem to be because i thought okay maybe it's just they're equal halves i thought they were it was like the north half and the south were equal but it seems like the north is much more uh has much more land and they could lose it or whatever but the uh so okay the globe orbits a star referred to by its inhabitants as the sun um it has one moon unlike on let's see yeah, unlike on Earth, each month begins at the new moon and the full moon can last a couple of nights. Okay, all that good stuff, right? Um, let's see. The southern hemisphere. Let me get to the hemispheres here. The southern hemisphere is mainly covered by a vast ocean. During the northern hemisphere's winter, the hot air masses from the southern hemispheres uh, flow along the sea currents to the north where they uh, where they freeze in their snowfall. There's a bunch of that going on. Okay, so that's kind of cool. Northern hemisphere. Here we go. The northern hemisphere has much more land than the southern one. Um, most known, yeah, the, the most known is called the continent and it comprises of Northern and Eastern lands, uh, Nofgardian empire and the far North. So I guess that's the thing. So really the Southern hemisphere is not much of anything. It's more just that the, um, the North has a far North hemisphere part to it, I guess mm -hmm. as, as well. So anyways, just kind of interesting to see all the different kingdoms and stuff. And I tried to pull up even a map to look at some of this because, it's fascinating. I'm trying to figure out which, like, the elves seem to be roaming around. You've got some, they're spread out or whatever, and they're being persecuted. And right. what's the kingdom that takes them in, right? The, the They're being the, the Nilfgaard. Nilfgaard, Nilfgaard or whatever. Yeah, and that works out fine until a bunch of babies are killed in this. My good <laughs> God. I was like, what the heck? That was awful. I was like, this is bad. This is really, really bad. And uh, I mean, in, in terms of terrifying, I mean, this is what the Witcher is. It's monsters and right. uh, crazy, creepy, evil things. But yeah, the elves. Yeah, you've definitely. Wild. Yeah, you've definitely got a few different factions going. And it's it, it, like the political. It, it's so in, it's it's so interesting because um, and again, I'm into I'm like halfway through the third book because I once I finished the second one, I was like, OK, I can go into the third one, which this pulls from. So I think some of the ending of book three was spoiled a little bit for me from the show, which is fine. Cause I'm just sort of diving into this from literally all over the place. Mm -hmm. And I think you and I both did. Did you watch the um, hour of the wolf, the anime yeah. special? Yeah. yeah. Which is cool. And then you get Vesemir Vesemir's sort of backstory. Story. Yeah. Which is sweet. And he's like, again, another addition to season two, which just makes it so much, so much cooler. Like so this academy much cooler. Of and yeah. Right. That and that's cool. ultimately kind of the thing is that you have like the dynamics of this world. And I wouldn't, I actually would encourage you as to even do the audiobooks. Yeah. Um, I know you and I are both obviously big audiobook people, but mm -hmm. the they're pretty short, like they're 10 hours. And because they're at least for the first two, because they're split up into little short stories, you can yeah. really plow through like one chapter. And you've gotten like a story. And so you feel like, okay, I can like definitely set it down here. Um, yeah. If you, if you want, they're re easy reads, they're short reads. Um, and they're definitely super cool. But um, so one of like the cool thing about the, the way the politics works is you have, a, you have a lot of different factions 
But our story is still always centered through Geralt, who interacts with the world in a very sort of particular way. And I think season one did a really good job of kind of showing who he is. Whereas season two, they are like expanding, we're getting bigger, we're dealing with more factions. But you get it through this eyes of a witcher who ultimately is this person. And they they dive into it a little bit about like their feelings this season like the fact that they do still kind of have feelings and all of that um is that you have this this character Geralt who is a witcher who the world views as basically in in its own way kind of a monster right he goes and he hunts monsters and all of these things and people kind of view him as a mutant and a freak and don't necessarily want him around, but then when he does show up to take care of their monsters, or a little bit, they'll, they'll, they might like begin to change their tune on him, yeah, or whatever. And he's always like very brooding, right? He's a very sort of brooding character. But then this season, we get to see him sort of become this father figure to Siri. And so, you know, like the hard exterior is beginning to shake a little bit. Um, and he has to like kill his friend right this at the beginning of the season and so it's just really interesting to get that dynamic while all of this other politicking and other stuff is going on and the story though is still focused through the eyes of a witcher not necessarily you know mm-hmm. like when we we, yeah. we, we we watch game of thrones and wheel of time and all these other things where it's like the politics are so important and everything and that's it's like the main focus is like sort of through that Whereas this is like all that other stuff's going on and Geralt kind of has to live inside of this world as opposed to like be the one leading the charge to change it. Yeah, I get that. Okay, yeah, because all these other powers and politics are bigger than him, really. He's just a witcher. Uh, Not bigger than. Well, the crazy thing is, is that like I just read some stuff about like that the wild hunt or whatever. Right. And all these other greater powers and destiny, really, even though he's just. Because he feels like to me, when I think of a Game of Thrones or whatever, I think of like a hedge knight who's on call to come deal with something. And, you know, it's they have a different type of reputation, but it could be that the kingdoms need this air quote hedge knight or witcher. In the end, he gets kind of because of the whatever the law of the the surprise request, Yennefer, different things Mm -hmm. kind of thrust him into bigger moments and he becomes bigger to, I guess, this world. So, yeah. Yeah, like, and and Destiny is a huge part of it. And that the second book is actually called The Sword of Destiny and they reference it in the first and the general idea is that that's why they call it The Sword of Destiny is that it has two sides to the sword, right? Okay. So, okay. there's like a good and a bad that kind of go along with yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Ah, uh, boy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, really cool. deep. And Andre uh, Zuzkowski, the the author, I mean, this guy really, to be to be fair, I think the more I dove, the more I dive, it's one of these things where it's like, uh, if you, you take a, a first step into the world, you're like, okay, this is kind of cool. And you take another step and you take another step. And it just gets like, as you go along, it truly just gets better and better and better and it's just yeah. so interesting with this with this author you know who wrote all who who wrote all of these stories and everything because we read again we read wheel of time where it's like you know we're like okay this is great and then there's like a slog and you're like all right we gotta sure. get through a lot of this yeah. weird stuff and then we read game of thrones which is like 
freaking amazing and so deep but where's the ending you know right. and it's yeah. like, <laughs> like yeah. and yeah. so you know you criticize that where it's like man i have like no criticisms of this author it's like every step i take i'm just like more and more like wow this is just it just gets better and better and deeper and deeper every step so let me ask you a question was were the games originally were they first or they came after the, the they came story? after okay they came after so they had yeah so he got it uh they actually take place after the books okay but i guess like in the term of like real sort of canon it's not necessarily yeah i like get it connected all the people kind of view them and say they are and yeah okay you know cool. all, all of all of these different things but the 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 games actually were by far in terms of popularity bigger than the books like yeah. not even close they brought a because lot of attention to the books because they were right because they were didn't even they didn't even gain like main because they came out in like the 90s and like into the yeah. early 2000s i think um because yeah, the, the first books i know were written in the early 90s but then like the first witcher game i think it was around like 2004 i want to say um 2000 and and then really like the second game which was xbox 360 era so that was probably hmm. i want to say well yeah the witcher 2 assassin assassins of kings which I, I just downloaded actually 2011 and then like the game that really i think pushed this to being like such a big deal was the witcher the witcher 3 wild hunt which won like i mean tons and tons of awards i mean it was insane how many awards that that game won and it's still considered like one of the best games ever and it's uh yeah 2015 was when it came out and it won tons i mean it, it made cd project red i would say like where we now consider them to be like one of the biggest uh video game publishers and people play a lot of attention to what it is and that's why they had this game cyberpunk 2077 which came out and it was really buggy and all the stuff and everyone was actually really sort of shocked at how bad it was comparatively mm -hmm. because the witcher 3 is such an amazing game um our mutual friend jimmy's like it's literally one of the top three games i've ever played in my life i mean it's it yeah. is it is it is like a top 10 ever gotcha okay so now is the is the book series i just looked up the in order is it completed is it finished or is he still because it has he like hasn't 13 yeah yeah there hasn't there haven't been any um there haven't been any yeah and originally he's polish that's what it is yeah he's polish so um yeah you look at when these when these came out so you're talking 90 to 2013 right um and then a lot of these weren't even translated into english until like 2015 20 2007 2007 okay. was the first uh translated which was the last wish so that's even more odd because it's like that's the you know it's like the yeah. last wish comes out it's not blood of elves and so it's just kind of and then they did blood of elves so they didn't do sword of destiny which is that second sort of thing it's to trust me i did a i did a youtube video on it it's a mess yeah. like it's yeah. trying to navigate your way through it is an it's an absolute mess because then season of storms which is the most written the most um whatever uh recent book actually like takes place after like a few chapters of In the, the last first wish. yeah yeah and it's like i just read that yeah okay it's so confusing it's so it's like such it's such a mess i see i, see. I mean it's cool I, I love that i see a series here that looks like um maybe i can i can dive into uh 
because because I do want to understand more about the world and, and get like because like, OK, during this season, just to get back to season two, the the witch in the hut. I had no right. I, I was like, hold on a second. You've got What's, like, who is this? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. Who the heck is it? So that was one thing that was a little confusing to me. But the show is so good that it just says, hey, stay with us like that information is coming later. And I just had to trust that. OK, I'm going to get I'm going to figure out eventually who that is. And then you realize it's some demon uh, that's just trying to get out and that the, the first warlocks and witches like trapped uh, this demon there. And then the monoliths are holding creatures back and stuff mm-hmm. It's like what the heck? Um, yeah yeah and I, yeah exactly and i think the other man to me the see this season two is so like i'm honestly ready and i mean this in all seriousness i would stack this season against like season four of game of thrones because i actually watched it in a way kind of twice uh yeah. to be honest uh <laughs> because yeah. i watched it i started watching it friday and then uh with you know Teresa, my fiance, we were like, she was like, she did not want like to watch season one at all. Okay. Okay. She didn't like season one. She's like, yeah, eh, it's just not for me. Plus, season one, it kind of did the Game of Thrones thing where it's like, all right, we're gonna have like, you know, they have like the really awkward sex scene where it's like Jennifer, I know there's like all these people are watching, and it's like, uh, I know. Yeah. Game, like Game of Thrones did the same thing. Once it got bigger, they're like, get that crap out of here. Like, I mean, there yeah. still was later. But they're like they scaled it way back. Yeah, the, the little bit where the witchers come in, they've got girls showing up there, and it's sort of right. like, wait, what's going? You know, that's a little a little spicy, which is fine. And then they move right on. It's right. nothing. But compared crazy. to season one, it's like not even no, like not, not even close. close. Yeah, not even close. No. So, but the reason I say that I think it's so good is, for starters, obviously, the pacing is way better. It's a straight. It's a more straightforward plot. I actually thought when they introduced when they brought back Yaskier who is the bard, right? Yeah. In the in the books, so this is where it's kind of interesting. In the books and the game, obviously, his name is Dandelion. Okay. Um that's his name, but it's actual sort of translation. It's translated from the word like Yaskier. Okay. Um so in the games and stuff his name is Dandelion. But they just so that's okay, it. I got it. I got it. But so they they say they actually stuck with the name Yaskier, which I think works better. It's it like yeah. It's kind of like to us we feel like I, that's a name you know right so what's odd is in the first audiobook the narrator refers to him as dan dillion which is i was like oh that's kind of that's, that's cool. like an, that's another but it's just the way it's like it's translated and it's like right. really weird and uh you know dan all, all of, cool i like that dan dillion <laughs> i know i like it too and then i get to the next one they call him dandelion and then i watch the show and it's yaskier and i was like what's going on what's going on here but i think i think when they when they brought him in which was like the end of episode four and like the beginning of um episode uh five was like the perfect place to do it because like the first few episodes have been like cool mysterious get us going and then it starts to get like a little more dark and you're like and then you Mm -hmm. bring in that comedic relief like right in the middle which is that sort of like episode five, because that's who he is, right? He's the bard. Yeah. He's going to be funny. You know, you bring him in to lighten it up just to, before we dive right back down into like really dark, really serious people dying. And so I was like, that was a genius way to do right. that. Right. Yep. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, he was cool. You know, here's a couple other characters. Like, so the sorcerers, I've really right. tried to figure out like the brotherhood and 
your warlocks and your witches or whatever. And their dynamics, it's been a little what's the guy when season one, Straga Straga uh, Str- yeah. Stragabar. Yeah. Yeah. So he's Who's actually um gonna be great. He's he voices Grand Admiral Thrawn and is likely yeah. to play Grand Admiral Thrawn. That's freaking awesome. Because <laughs> the actress in, he's he's sick, you know. Right. Uh, but in this, I, like he shows up and he's doing stuff he's not supposed to do, invading the mind, all these different things. And I'm just not so sure because he's there from the beginning. I'm like, is he like a big bad guy or and I just don't know. I mean, they go right. back and forth between they're doing a really good job of people like me keeping a sort of um, I, guessing. guessing. Yeah, because the I'm, yeah, the, the yeah, because they are they're essentially all advisors. Yeah. Right. To, to kings and queens, to yeah. kings and these in these political figures. And I think they do a good job of especially this season when yet as Yennefer has lost her power yeah. and she obviously can't use it. And so she's talking about things that she's learned from them. And, you know, the most important thing is actually to get these political figures to believe it has nothing to do with magic itself. The most important thing is just to get these political figures to listen to them. And that's yeah. where their real influence is. Right. Okay. Got it. Cause that the one guy has a spy and he's like, um, he's got the little owl that shows up and then she turns into a freaking sorcerer or a witch right. or whatever at the end. That was, I kind of thought oh, there's something going on. I just assumed he could maybe talk to this owl or whatever. Right. And then boom, she shows up and I'm like, Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. And uh, that guy, by the way, is in house of the dragon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he was in The Hobbit. Uh, he's in Outlander. Yeah, I forget his name, right. but he's he's a great it's actor. Graham McTavish, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, I name? think you're right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's cool. Just cool. Cool uh, to see him. Yeah. Um. In there. Yeah. It, it, there, yeah. There's a lot of different political figures. There's a lot of moving, um, a lot of moving pieces that go along sort of very well with this and then now we're going to be as we go into season three we're going to be on the run because Geralt and Siri have to have to keep moving well let me okay hold on yeah you're right so they get they're on the move they're doing their thing it seems like now Yennefer is is kind of she's good she tried to take her though that was bad and then Geralt's like you know keeping an eye on her but he still he still loves Yennefer and this guy what's this guy's name here um he is oh uh Istred. Is Istred? He's like the mm-hmm. young sorcerer who like fell in love with Yennefer before she met Geralt or whatever. Um right. and they show up and they both are like in the little um right valley having their like, with, like uh, so you Yenny. love her, I love her, he, you know. He calls yeah. he calls her Yenny. He's like Yen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh that was kind of cool to to see to see them. And then portaling was cool. The, I I don't know did they do a lot of portaling in the first? No. Because that made one. I was like, okay, this opens up everything now. I get how you can travel around and do stuff with mages, and that was really cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, they're doing a good job of, and again, I haven't gotten super deep enough into the books yet to sort of get a lot of the bigger sort of politics because the first two books are just very, very focused on Geralt and all these tiny little you know hunts he's going on and all these tiny little missions i guess if you want to you know if if you want to call it like the second book opens up a bit more and you start to get some more of these sort of politics yeah go ahead uh yeah so as you're talking about the politics and i'm just looking through some of the characters i was i pulled up uh one because i had all these i had all these questions you know um oh god fringilla i think it's this mm-hmm. fringilla is the sorceress who's with the Nilfgaardian army and right. the whole time we're sitting there 
So when Siri is watching her mother dissolve, I noticed her father wasn't dissolving in that mm-hmm. whole image or whatever. And I kept wondering, like, who is that? Like, how how did Geralt yeah. like? How did they not know? How, how does he not have his? How does how does nobody know that he's still alive? Right, and that kind of stuff. And then right. and then boom, there he is, and he's this crazy. He knows mm-hmm. both of those two lied to him because he's the one who killed the elven child. And I was like, oh, mind blown! Like that's actually. Yeah awesome and now i see where all the drama is because they kind of have their own little family here and you can see in that vision with the demon witch she wanted to belong she why did no one tell her about her family she's very frustrated with her grandmother and everything and then to find out he's still out there but yet she's becoming this mini little witcher and training with yen yeah yeah siri's like siri's like the most powerful person essentially you know she's got elder blood you know, and she's yeah. gonna be a witcher. It's like it's insane. Yeah, she's... that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and then her dad obviously was the person. You know, in season one, he looks like a porcupine, right? Yeah. And then Geralt, law surprises him, and so then he gets Siri. Wow. So, but like, okay, the law surprise. So he doesn't know that, that or, or that she's with child, or that right, um, something like that, or whenever she is with yeah. child, then he. I got it. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. So the law of surprise is essentially if you enact law of surprise, so somebody says, I'll give you something, right? You help somebody out. Uh, law of, yeah. Just law of surprise. Right. Is whatever the first thing is that comes along that is a surprise to you, you have to give it to whoever enacted law of surprise. Wow. So that's the whole deal is this guy like helped save series grandfather right and he's mm-hmm. going to go claim his 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 what was bestowed to him which would be series mother uh-huh. and then um oh god now i'm blanking on her what's the what's the what's the grandmother's name oh god the queen, queen um i can't remember her name but she's the yeah. warrior queen yeah right so that's why she's like so upset when Geralt and acts a lot of surprise because now uh find out his Siri's mom's pregnant, and so now Siri is his, and that's why she does not want Geralt to take Siri because she's trying to protect her. Because she okay. also knows she also she also knows that uh, her Kalinthi Queen Kalinthi yeah Kalinthi yep she's the grandmother of Siri dies during the slaughter of Sentra wow she's also in Game of Thrones by the way is she she plays she plays maggie the frog in like the one episode oh really i didn't know okay yeah there's a lot of game of thrones pullover that's uh, cool and 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 actors yeah 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 so that was that was pretty neat to see the reveal there and to make all the connection so like is one of her parents serious like is does elder blood mean like elvish blood or like original blood or something like because that was the thing when it when when the flowers were were blooming um right which is she her blood her blood has the ability to make more witchers because in you you see in nightmare of the wolf right mm-hmm. the animated episode yeah. the attack on care morin they they lose a lot of they 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 lose so many supplies and everything they lose the ability to make new witchers so Geralt is like one of the last made witchers I see I'm Geralt seeing. in that in, the, in that you see Geralt's a very young boy he's like five or so when um Vesemir sort of saves saves the day and then Vesemir takes him under his wing okay got it 
Wow. Yeah, it's a special gene. Okay, I'm just reading up about it a little bit. Wow, that is because yeah, yeah there is there's there's alchemy and chemistry and a lot of stuff that goes on. Well, when in, when in this. when Jennifer did her whole thing, she's like, I'm gonna do what witchers do best and make a potion. I was like, that right. sounds awesome, and maybe from the game and something that like because they always drink their little vials, and it's a very video game thing, which is like your healing potion or your witcher potion, and then bam, off your you're rolling into to battle right so that was cool that she did that. yeah yeah you yeah you take yeah you take your little el- elixir and it heightens your senses and yeah all all of that stuff and the witchers can do magic too i mean they sort of little shields yeah, the shields and, yeah. and whatnot yeah that, that was cool uh also i know you mentioned it just just earlier but the whole training camp the whole um witcher compound and besimir caramoran yeah yeah that was for me the coolest part of the whole thing because it was like a, it felt like i because in the first one, we, like you said, we're bouncing all over the place. I, it was so cool to come back there, watch her train, get to know people, slow it down a little bit, and really understand what it meant to have more witchers. And that Vesemir was really to watch each one of them die was one less witcher in the world. And it was so heart wrenching right. for him. It's such and, a big deal. Yeah. Well, it's, because it's so, because especially if you watch, if you watch um, the. Oh God! If you watch the Nightmare of the Wolf, you'll see just how like uh, most people don't even make it. Right, they die and they die in the process. And so now there's they haven't been able to make a new Witcher in an incredibly long time. So yeah, it's a it's a big deal to even even sort of make one. Yeah, that's pretty. That was pretty cool because I I felt the the heaviness of that every time a Witcher. died it, it seemed difficult and then siri wanted to become one i don't know if she does become one later or not but i'm intrigued to find out like i know she's training like they are and then the one guy gets a vial of her blood and that turns out to be a big deal he's like hunting them down so yeah she she just seems to be at the center of everything and everyone wants access to her and so now i kind of get the idea that that yennefer and Geralt will be united in trying to protect and take care of her. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. And then, okay. Wow. Actually. So uh, the teaser trailer was dropped at the credits. Let me pull this up. Oh, uh, I do that. Yeah. I heard about this. Yeah. So there's that... going, there's going to be, um, I knew that this was coming. Yeah. The Witcher blood origin is a prequel mini series that's coming out on netflix netflix is all in on the witcher uh clearly right they did an animated thing they're doing this yeah yeah and it's and it's Um, yeah it's it's coming out and so i don't there's no there's no official release date for it yet but in yeah it was announced and it's gonna be a six-part mini series um and then we don't we don't know exactly when it's when it's coming out it went into it's already done filming went into post-production it's in post-production now Wow. That is that's that's really cool. So they're really like making like um a universe a very, whatever. A very yeah, absolutely. Um I have yeah, it's, it's gonna here. be it's gonna be set twelve hundred years before the events of the series. Uh Blood Origin will depict the creation of the first Witcher as well as the events leading to the conjunction of the spheres. Wow. Okay, yeah, you, cool. yeah, we, yeah, let's we let's do a let's do a live little reaction. Okay, watch I'll, here. Let me see if you can hear it though. Let me let me switch over here. Um, so I have the screen there, but yeah, go right ahead. Let's see if it'll actually play. Tell me if you can hear it or not. Mm-hmm. 
Can you? I'm down. Wow. There's one of the, there's one of those stones. Uh okay. Yeah, the blood origin. Yeah, I remember this being announced. Wow. And there's no there's no release date except Yeah, I can let it no. Yeah, no. So yeah, I'm sure it'll be I'm sure it'll be 2020, 2022. Uh maybe like next next year or whatever. But yeah, it's it's crazy just how deep they're going to be going into um go go going in into all of this stuff cuz it is, I think it's an underrated fantasy series. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, so far I'm I'm highly intrigued and like what I saw there was just more elves and understanding some of the origins and like it's saying cuz I when they showed, you know, the little animation of the colliding of spheres and he started to understand the convergence and like I didn't quite understand the monoliths and things like that. Those are still big question marks. Um, they say it. I mean, I know they say it, and I it's like right. you almost need to rewatch it. And it happens so quick that you're just expected to kind of pick up on it. So it's nice that they're going to go back and explain some of this and and get more people who want more information. And we do. Everyone wants more. Like The Witcher is fantastic, and and we're loving it. It's it's yeah. So this is great. Yeah, I think I think I think they're casting too um, has been just absolutely like on on point because everyone looks like. Everyone, the only person who doesn't really look like her video game counterpart, I would say, is Triss. Um, but I think, and I, I love Triss. I I think so. she's yeah. I think she's fine. She's really the only one that doesn't really sort of look like their yeah their their counterpart. Because I remember, let me pull up um, the first image I remember um, yeah. of Henry Cavill and Sue looked like awful. Uh, to be to be entirely honest because yeah. he had this he had his hair was like it was longer and it was like s- completely straight he almost looked like lucius malfoy uh oh like, okay okay um and that's then good. that's not good yeah yeah let me let me get this let me get this pulled up here because i thought you know he looks he looks really he no he's he look yeah so in this first, oh, this okay. is like this is the first image ever, and everyone was like, "Oh God!" Like oh, literally, Lord. everyone everyone was just showing like Lucius Malfoy sort of pictures. Then of course they they ended up going with a, and I think obviously now he's he's told he totally looks, um, looks the part. His armor is like exactly the way exactly the way it should look, uh, and they went with a you know the wig is much more obviously rough and like yeah. stringy and like it looks and that's one another thing i think that looks good here is you know so often in television it's like our characters will get like beat up and you know broken and whatever but you can still see like you can still tell they're worth wearing makeup right mm-hmm. and it's like there's yeah. no way this person's hair would be like flawless and all this stuff but i feel like his always looks almost the way it should where it's like sometimes it, it's even in his eyes yeah right yeah. and stuff like that and so i think they they've done a very good job uh, and Henry Cavill has there's like all this all these rumors that are coming out right now that he's like correcting people on set um, 
because he's like, uh, actually, in the books, like this isn't what happens. Because Henry Cavill's a super nerd, right? If, if That's he, awesome. He talk, he's like on talk shows talking about Warhammer, which is like, you know, it's kind of like Dungeons and Dragons where you have right. little miniatures and stuff like that. And he's like hardcore into it. Dude, which that is makes it so him... funny because he does not seem like the kind of person. Right. He's right. like this jacked, like gorgeous. He's yeah. Superman. You know what I mean? I know, yeah. Well, <laughs> and yeah, here he is playing like Warhammer. Well, yeah, a lot of times you get your actors who are like they've never heard of the series or they don't know, they don't play video games or they're not, you know, into reading the books. And it's probably they got a lot going on or whatever, but like that's not their passion. Their passion, their hobby might be they're just going and watching sporting events or whatever. So really cool that he's into that. Yeah, that the Siri, her and she's a young actress. I think her name's like Freya something. And yeah. this is like this is like the only thing she's ever been in. Yeah, she's like twenty years old, and um, she's gonna be she's gonna be uh, like a, a star. Yeah, she, she's yeah. killing it. She she's she's actually doing a great. Her acting is is fantastic. It's great. It's, it's great. Fantastic. Yeah. So, um, let me pull up. Like she was scary, yeah. and I wanted to protect her. You know, I was like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. So Tris, yeah, Tris is the only one who kind of looks a little different. Um, yeah. But I, I think also her costuming in season two, I think with her hair not – her hair is a little bit shorter in season one. And so I think it being a little bit longer, um, mm-hmm. I think it works better. So she uh, did have red hair in this season, like a bit a bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in season one, it was a little more brown. Um, yeah. And so they – yeah, they they, def- they definitely changed it. But I I mean, she's – I think she's great. I think she does a good job at, ca- like, at playing um, – yeah that that character yennefer's like looks just about spot on right see now i need to go back and uh, vesemir is like i'll pull i'll pull oh yeah i'll pull up next he is like the the casting for him is like is perfect Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yennefer is awesome there he is vesemir yeah 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 i mean he's it's like i mean he he is he is a perfect perfect casting for for this so yeah as i would i would i would i would encourage you i know you're you're not the games are like ridiculously long right um but i do think that you would like the audiobooks i know you and i obviously we read wheel of time and game of thrones all this stuff so yeah we dive into a lot of yeah uh, different fandom books (laughs) yeah but i will say that the especially the advantage of the first two books is that they're short stories so you can kind of just listen to like one story and then you yeah. can put it down for a while and you feel like you can come back to it later okay so they are shorter a little bit way shorter okay yeah because it's because you, you can just read yeah. them as a short story okay as a you can just listen to like the witcher chapter which is like the first one where he hunts the striga which is what we see in season one like you can just like get through i'm going to get through that story then put the book down for a couple of days it's not like you like blood of the elves is like one long book Mm -hmm. where you're like okay i feel like i need to continue this whole thing right right to get it yeah a start and a finish i like that uh because yeah i have like an hour commute and so that's why i listen to podcasts and audiobooks so yeah that this is this is next up on the list here yeah I'm in. I'm locked in. I love the characters. Love the casting. This it it's just it it blew me away. I binged it. I haven't binged a good show like this in a in a while. It's been a while. Um, yeah. So I was really happy just to kind of. I was up there in my bed, just walking around. It was, it's so funny. You go to the bathroom with the phone in your hand. You come down. You get food with the phone in your hand. 
you go right. up you show it's just great so yeah wow yeah so um the games real quick for people who obviously are interested mm-hmm. um the obviously there's the first three games which is the witcher which came out on windows and mac the original i will say i man i tried to dive into it like a few months ago uh it feels a little dated not gonna yeah. lie yeah. <laughs> it just feels a little dated but the cutscenes and everything are freaking amazing like super super cool right um to do that the second one is on xbox 360 and you can get it on pc they're all on steam by the way uh then the third one is on everything xbox one playstation 4 i'm sure at some point here in the near future they'll be doing a xbox series x and playstation 5 update the crazy thing about it is that the third game was even ported to nintendo switch so you can play it on the switch okay now does it look great no okay but the fact that it runs on the nintendo switch is like an absolutely insane like the fact that it runs on the switch and actually runs as well as it does is completely mind-boggling because this game today like even on the most powerful of computers i mean it is it can be it's a resource hog i mean you can upscale this to 4k and it looks freaking gorgeous wow wow yeah, then there's Thronebreaker, The Witcher Tales, which is like on everything. Um, it's sort of like a card. It's like this card based RPG game. And then there's Gwent, which is actually surprising that there hasn't there hasn't been Gwent in the show yet, which is this card game they play. OK, um, and you get to play it in the in like the third game or whatever. And it got so popular that they just made an online version. It's like a free game. And it's just a card game that you play, wow. they play in the show. It got so popular that everyone's like, we would just want to play Gwent. That's cool. Okay. That's that's pretty cool. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Let me huh. just pull up here just real quick. Um let me, the Witcher or Witcher, yeah. Boom. Just so I just so I can give as a as a as a rough idea of just how amazing uh this game this game looks. So here it is. Mm-hmm. Uh here it is uh, in like sort of 4K with ray tracing on. I mean, it's wow. Yeah, it's it's absolutely just a gorgeous game. Yeah, yeah. And so that's one of the other things is why people fell people fell um, in love with it. And I did like this season. I can't remember if they did it in season one as much, but like one of the big deals is that Geralt has two swords, right? Okay. That's like the whole deal. One is steel for humans and the other is silver which he uses against monsters and he was using like we did see him with his silver sword a bit this season which was cool huh yeah that's i, I didn't know that that's cool yeah so that's like that's like that's sort of sort he's of decked one of out the... man he's walking around that that's the thing we need to start walking around with swords and crossbows on our back just for gains i mean look at this guy Jeez. yeah it's it's sweet and then he did lose his horse that was a little sad. Oh his, my got, god! Yeah. So he all of his horses, by the way, are named Roach. He just names yeah. any horse he gets Roach. Roach. Okay. Right. And so that's that's definitely like a steer. That was sad. Sort of shtick. Yeah. It was like Artek all over again. Yeah. Pouring out for Roach. God. 
Yeah. So awesome. All right, as well. Hey, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for talking to yeah. Witcher. I love season two. I think you did as well. Absolutely. Um, maybe as we'll dive into the books a little bit, maybe I'll die. I'm, yeah. I actually just downloaded the second game. I'm going to dive into it uh, here sort of over the, the Christmas little little break here. So uh, dive into that. So as always, as where can people find you on the Internet? Uh, yeah, so you could just uh, search my handle at Wamprat underscore two M. You'll find me on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, also, as Matt said earlier, we run a bunch of projects. So uh, Hyperspace Hangout is our Star Wars podcast. Uh, we've got Bend the Knee, our Game of Thrones podcast. Heroes of the Horn is our Wheel of Time podcast, which is popping right now. So I think if you're into this whole idea, this Witcher verse, I think you'd really like the um, Wheel of Time series. So uh, head over there. Heroes of the Horn. Uh, we're having a good time over there. So, yeah, we also have another podcast called The Matt and Ed Show. You can go check it out. Yeah. Uh, guess what? As December 31st, Cobra Kai season four. Let's uh, go. Let's go. There's, it's <laughs> just, yeah. there's non, it's just nonstop with all of the, the content that's oh, coming out. Elder, the Elder Wand. I forgot. Exactly, we got man. Harry, Harry Potter is Potter popping podcast. now, too. So, guys, it's the Matt and Ed's, uh Media Network. All right. You got to check into it. Yeah. It is what we do. So awesome. All right, as as always, thanks for coming on. Remember, guys, you can follow me anywhere on the internet at Super Gains Bros. And as always, thanks for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been the most beautiful audience. Remember to toss a coin if you can. If anyone needs me, I'll be at the bar. What for the It's the point of no return. After everything we did, we saw you turned your back. On me, what for? Dear, what's that butcher burn? At the end of my days, when I'm through, no word that I've written will ring quite as true as mine. All the memories of you.